Good morning, Center Point. Welcome back to our daily devotions. I'm really looking forward to gathering together with some of you for worship on Sunday. And in honor of that, I thought we would look at the beginning of Psalm 84 this morning. Here's what that says. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Verses 1 and 2 talk about longing to worship God at the temple in Jerusalem. If you lived in Jerusalem or nearby back then, you would have worshiped weekly or sometimes even daily. In Acts, we see the early Christians gathering daily in the temple courts. If you lived further away from Jerusalem, say in Galilee, you might only be able to worship at the temple in Jerusalem four times a year during the annual festivals. And you might not even be able to worship there that frequently if you didn't have the strength for that long journey. But no matter how often you could worship at the temple in Jerusalem, you still longed to be able to do that. There was always a sense of joy of being able to gather together with God's people and worship him in his chosen dwelling place. That's because we are created to worship. And it's that longing that this psalm taps into. Whether or not you can plan to attend to gather together for worship at center point in the near future. I believe all of us share that longing to worship with one another. Back in the Psalm, in verse three, it talks about sparrows and swallows nesting near God's altar. If that sounds unhygienic to you, Remember that the temple in Jerusalem was very different from our Centerpoint campus. The temple was primarily made up of courtyards that were exposed to the elements. So it wouldn't have been uncommon to see a bird swooping down or nesting. What's unusual here though, is the types of birds that are mentioned. Sparrows and swallows. They're the little field birds. They were used for food back then, and they were so abundant that they were very inexpensive. Matthew says that they were two for a penny. Luke said they were five for two pennies. So it seems that the sparrow or swallow price point varied a little. But what's clear is that they were very cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Sorry, I couldn't resist. 
What the psalm is getting at is that even the most insignificant little birds found the temple to be a place of hospitality, of refuge, of safe haven. And so the psalm is saying that the least of these find the temple to be just that. And that's part of what makes worshiping at the temple so attractive and gathering to worship with others there so deeply fulfilling. They are living out God's own hospitality, God's own safe haven as they gather there. Now, fast forward to the New Testament. The disciples thought the temple was magnificent, that the stones were beautiful. And Jesus agreed, but he predicted that the temple would be destroyed. And it was in 70 AD. But this psalm is still true. Because, at, because of Jesus' death and resurrection, there is a new temple a living temple, and that temple is us. In Ephesians 2.22, Paul says, And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Peter says something similar in 1 Peter 2.5. You, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house or temple to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Both Paul and Peter are saying that through Jesus Christ, each Christian is a living version of one of those massive temple stones. And they're saying that God uses each one as he is building his temple according to his specifications. And they are saying that together we are even more magnificent than the magnificent temple in Jerusalem. And Peter says something else. He points out that we together, all of us, perform the kind of worship that in the temple only priests were allowed to do. Together, all of us now offer sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices of our worship and of our lives. Through Jesus, God's house is not the center point campus. It's the center point people. We don't go to church. We are the church. And Lord willing, we are that place of hospitality, refuge, safe haven, where even the least of those who wander in find those experiences as the sparrows and swallows did in the temple in Jerusalem. Let's work towards that end, both on campus and in our lives. So, whether or not you're able to join us in the near future as we gather together for worship, or whether or not you choose to worship along with us in, from your living room, 
Remember that you are a beautiful building block that God has shaped and placed according to his plan exactly where he wants it. He is building his building, a building even more magnificent than the temple in Jerusalem. His building is a spiritual building where we are cemented together to together worship our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are not restricted to worshiping you in a particular place, but that instead, through Jesus' death and resurrection, your Holy Spirit dwells within us. Your dwelling place is within our hearts. And we pray that as we gather together, as we continue to care for one another who cannot gather together, we pray that you would help us recognize that you have cemented us together according to your plan and that you are delighting in the worship we give you no matter where we are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.